You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, unconventional, honest, and authentic morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, March 13, 2017. We got Jake Donovan as our special guest today, giving us Jake's take. He writes for FightNights.com. He's going to help us understand and break down this new World Boxing Super Series that was announced last week. So if you didn't hear about it, if you didn't read about it, if you just don't understand it, make sure you hang on tight. He's going to be calling in at the 20-minute mark. Let me properly introduce my partner in crime, creator and founder of BadCulture.net, contributor for BlackSportsOnline.com, Jay LaBeouf. What's good, Jay? What's good, RB? Good morning and happy Monday, everybody. It's good to be back with you on this Monday after another fight weekend. As you all know, it's Triple G versus Jacob's Fight Week in New York with festivities kicking off today. But I won't be leaving the comfort of this 75-degree weather until Thursday. Mm. But we'll talk about that more in the show. So let me give you today's hot question real quick before we jump into the show. After Floyd's announcement this weekend where he had to make sure everybody had their cameras on so they could capture the moment, where he said he says he's coming out of retirement to fight Conor McGregor, let's make it happen. How convinced are you now that this fight really happened? Let us know your thoughts. I know it's whipping a dead horse, but hey, we got to talk about it. If yeah, you want to um, respond to us, make sure you use the hashtag TMP, TMPS. It's a dead horse, RB. Are you know what I'm saying? But I don't well, know. Well, I know. And we didn't really want to ever talk about this whole Mayweather McGregor thing. But, you know, he did announce that he's going to unretire and he wants to fight McGregor in June. And so, you know, is it a publicity stunt? Is this for real? We'll talk about that a little more. But, Jay, if anybody's already uh, given us some of the responses, why don't you read off a couple, you know, one, two, or three of of some of the followers' responses there? Will do. From our guy over across the pond who always rocks with us, what's up, Simplificado? He says, I don't give a bleep, not watching it, bleep, (laughs) tapping circus. Unretirement news timing is to take to take some of the media attention away from Triple G Jacobs. Mm, good point. Mm. Nice little ruse there. Sean Conrad Strauss says, as long as Connor is tied to the UFC, I don't think it happens. If he could break ties, I think it could happen. Uh, we've got a response from Alex Solano who says, it's all for publicity. Too many obstacles for it to actually happen, in my opinion. Uh, shout out to Daniel Vance at DJVA297 who says, we can get this sideshow, but not Canelo Triple G. What the bleak? And mm. let's see. Imperial Stout says, I think it happens. Makes a lot of pay-per-view money from the ridiculous amount of mainstream exposure, and the fight is a clown show. Holler. Is that You know, it makes me wonder if, if they do this, if it's going to be some kind of, like, spectacle, like when they do the WWE and you get celebrities like Shaq or somebody like that to participate in WrestleMania. What, maybe they should take that approach and make it like, if it's already been a sideshow, might as well do it like that. But that's a hot, mm. a hot question for today. We want more responses later in the show. Remember to use the hashtag TMPS. And back to you, Arnie. Yeah. All right. And the phone lines are open if you'd like to actually talk with us about your thoughts. Um, 718-508-9852 press 1 and that's how we will see you in the queue and we can pick you right on up so there were some fights this weekend um, so we're going to recap those and then we got some in case you missed it topics and a really good hot topic with this World Boxing Super Series that was announced mm-hmm. last week so let's just jump right into our fight recaps this weekend David Lemieux with the stunning third round stoppage of Woo. Curtis Stevens on HBO After Dark this matchup was guaranteed to end in a knockout. However, David Lemieux over-exceeded any expectations that I think anybody had, and he took out Curtis Stevens in the third round cold, Jay. Curtis was out cold. It was good night. Good night. Good God. That was... It was... It was... It was... I mean... 
we like a vicious knockout. Um, Curtis is a friend of the of the neighborhood. You know, we've had him on several times, but what a vicious knockout. What I really want to know is how much did Lemieux weigh on fight night? He damn near had a little muffin top over the top of his trunks. He just looked like a big, bad bruiser. I knew they were going to exchange some big blows, but I did not expect Curtis to get the night quill like that. God, they, they were both ready to land the hook. And David just landed his first. And, and really, it was a scary thing. It was brutal. Um, you know, Curtis's poor mom was there ringside. I mean, can you imagine oh. what she was going through? He was unresponsive for a while. They had to put a neck brace on him. He was escorted out of the ring on a stretcher. You don't play boxing. Um, they did say that he is okay, um, that he got some, you know, CT scans or, you know, MRIs and all that, and that he checked out perfectly fine and he's out of the hospital. So happy to hear that. Definitely happy to hear that. What I didn't think, you know, uh, we, we're used to fighters talking trash up leading up to the fight. It is the nature of the fight. What I didn't appreciate, though, was the fact that David Lemieux was just such an ass after the fight, he didn't even try to go check on Curtis. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you're both fighters. You both lace up the gloves. You both get in there. Man, before you jump on the ropes and be a dick, at least kind of look over and make sure the man is still breathing. But no, not for mm-hmm. David Lemieux. And then got on Twitter after that and acted like a complete asshole again. So poo on you, David Lemieux. You don't have a, hey, that rhymes. You don't have a fan in me, I'm, not at all. I'm, I'm going to point something out, and um, I say this, you know, respectfully, but usually when a fighter wins, the corner jumps in the ring and they cheer and they celebrate, right? The trainer, the mm-hmm. cut man. Has anyone noticed that, like, when John David Jackson's fighters get knocked out, you don't see him jump in the ring? Mm. I mean, when mm. Brian Jennings was laid out, I didn't see JDD in the ring. When Curtis was unconscious, cold. Now, maybe there's a rule. I don't know. That's why I'm asking where if somebody's knocked out, are they not allowed to get in the ring because maybe the doctors need to take care of the fighter? I'm not quite sure. If anybody knows, let me know because I'm like, this is his second fighter that was laid out, and I didn't see him in the ring. Oh. So maybe it is a rule. Yeah, but, I uh, want to know the it, answer to that too. Please, people, put us up on game. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. The, um, so the opening fight on the telecast was Gamboa. And he got a decision win over Renee Alvarado in his return. I'm so over Gamboa Jay. I felt like he failed to impress again. He was very lackluster. I, I think I could do without him now. The greatest thing about that Gamboa fight was the fact that all of boxing social media was unified in their disdain for this fight. We all came together like one big happy ass. We are the world family. That fight was trash. You can blame it on ring rust or whatever. But all that standing around is not from ring rust. Reflexes and timing and those types of things are from ring rust. It was just a whack-ass, boring-ass, corny-ass fight. And I'm so cool on seeing Gamboa. Because it's not like he's going to change his style up anytime in the near future. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good on seeing Yuri Orcas Gamboa. But God bless him. He laces up the gloves. But I'm cool. I, I, I could fast-forward through that. Well, here's the bigger question that I had. How does HBO go about approving and disapproving fights? Because it Mm. seems like some of the stuff they approve is kind of whack. And then some of the stuff that they don't approve is like really good fights. So I don't know if it's a budget thing or maybe they felt that Gamboa still had like some type of name behind him. But, you know, you look at the top rank card coming up in April with Valdez, Ramirez, and Magdaleno. And it's mm-hmm. like, HBO didn't approve that card. That's why it's on top rank pay-per-view. So That's how right. did this Gamboa fight get approved? How did this Gamboa fight get approved and Joe Smith Jr. versus Shawnee Monahan didn't get approved? That would have been a way better fight. It would have been on St. Patty's Day. The environment would have been lit, even if that wasn't the main event. Okay, I'm going to feel you that that might not be a main event for boxing after dark. But uh, that card could have been crafted and curated to be a really fun, festive event that the St. Paddy's Day people would have tuned into. Maybe get, uh, what's his name, who does the 24-7 voiceover, Gray Donovan? Uh, Liam Schreiber. He's Irish or something. Mm-hmm. Like, put together a whole package and do something a little festive. It wouldn't have been that expensive because you can't tell me this Lemieux-Stevens fight cost 
that much. I know that fight would have cost less, and it made yeah, it so much, it made I, it fun. Well, I understood why they wanted to show Lemieux Stevens because I figured the winner would probably get Canelo. Mm. You know, so I understood why they why they showed that main event. But you know, Gamboa, I think we're over it. I just I really would Completely. like to move on. And talking about Canelo, I could definitely see a Canelo Lemieux fight. I could definitely see oh, yeah. that being Canelo's first fight at true 160 before he fights Golovkin. I could definitely see that, hands down. Oh, absolutely. This was clearly a bridge to that, a big puncher. I think that Canelo gets the best of him if we do a little early morning prediction, but maybe it'll be a good competitive fight. Hey, they both will be big as hell. We know that. What do they weigh? Lemieux looked like about 182 pounds on Saturday Mm. night. So between him and Canelo, they better reinforce the ring if they make that fight. (laughs) This game is huge. Uh, Listen, before Jake Donovan comes in, let's go through some in case you missed it topics. You know, if you were flying under the radar last week or if you just didn't have time to to catch up. uh, Closed circuit viewing tickets. For the MGM Ballroom for Canelo versus Chavez went on sale this past Friday. As we told you last week, the event sold out. Tickets are gone. So you can still buy closed circuit tickets to watch the fight at the MGM, but in the Grand Ballroom. So that'll be fun. Tickets are $75. You can buy them to MGM um, box office. Gennady Golovkin, Danny Jacobs. This Saturday in New York. RBNJ will be there in full effect. Woo! Hopefully, there's a big snowstorm coming. Lord, God I don't know. Ah, but in case you missed it, there is no rematch clause in this fight. So Ooh. the only belt that Golovkin doesn't have is the WBO title that Billy Joe Saunders has. So a victory this weekend could lead him to fight Billy Joe Saunders so he can get all the belts, right, in the fall. So there's a lot of risk here because if Danny Jacobs wins, there's no rematch clause. And this is wow. Tom Loeffler, by the way. Yeah, there is no rematch clause in the Jacobs-Golovkin fight. Hey, they got a lot of faith in their guy, but hey, I, they got a lot of faith in their guy that there's no rematch clause. If, if Jacobs wins... If Jacobs, here's a, here's a part two hot question for those of you who are listening. If Danny Jacobs does pull off the miracle at Madison Square Garden, or can he pull off the miracle at Madison Square Garden? If he does pull off the miracle at Madison, would that be the upset of the year, in your opinion? Oh, and, uh, yeah. tweet, tweet, us your, tweet us your thoughts on that. Is that the upset of the year? What's the bigger upset? Chavez Jr. beating Canelo, Danny Jacobs beating... Triple G, Ooh. what do you think is the upset of the year? Let us know as a secondary mm-hmm. TLDF topic this morning. Let us know your thoughts on that. But yeah, no rematch. I like clause. that. We'll see what we'll see. I really, we'll really like that. Uh, so Demetrius Andrade, he fought in Germany this past weekend, in case you missed it, and he got <laughs> the split decision nod over Jack Colke for the WBA belt. Um, I heard Andrade had it a little tough out there. I don't know if you were able to catch that, Jay. I wasn't. I wasn't either. I got confused. I was at home and trying to keep up with when the fight was going to come on, but got distracted and and ADD as I usually do on Saturdays, and I missed the early fight. Now, Andre, maybe we can chalk up his performance. I didn't see it, so those of you who watched it will have to let us know. Maybe we can chalk up his performance to ring rust because I don't don't hear anybody saying the fight was was particularly boring, just that he was having some difficulty. Now, that to me sounds Mm. like ring rust. That mess Gamboa was doing Saturday yeah. night. That was uh, uh. well. Look, when you when you Absolutely. go to Germany, you're on a tif- you're on a different time zone. It's different mm-hmm. food. I mean, you know, your sleep patterns change. So I'm sure it was a, it was a lot of that too. Uh, anyway, Paulie Malinaji officially announced his retirement. That happened in case you missed it last week. Uh, Clarissa Shields dominated this um, past Showbox card Friday night, and she stopped her opponent. Jay, I mm-hmm. didn't catch it. Did you? I'm just reporting in case you missed it, news. <laughs> I know. I and, and and please don't troll me to death because I definitely support women in boxing, but I had another yeah. commitment on the work side, right. on the other work side, so I didn't get to see it. Right. I have to get it on DVR, right. but I did see just, the highlights. We're just reporting the news. Okay, yeah. cool. Javante Davis versus Liam Walsh is set for May 20th at Copper Box Arena in the U.K. So Tank is making his first title defense in the U.K., 
And some people have been kind of hard on Mayweather promotions about this. Like, why would you send that kid to the UK for his first title defense? Well, the money is more. They have more TV. They're going to have a bigger crowd. Like, it would have been nice for him to come back to Baltimore. That's right. (laughs) It would have been nice for him to come back to Baltimore to defend it. But realistically, what channel was it going to be on? How much money was he going to make? So I just think it was better opportunities for Tank. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but the money's different over there. Yes, it is. When you go across the water, yeah. the, the the U.K. and those people turn out. So go ahead, Tank, make your money. It's a tough fight, but make your money, young man. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to be a hostile environment. I mean, the, the Copper Box Arena, I'm not quite sure how many people it holds, but, you know, in the U.K., they get 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people to their fights. It's like That's right. a soccer game, a football game. It's not like, oh, 7,000 people at the Barclays. Way different mm-hmm. territory. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, Nonito Denier is officially a free agent. He parted ways with top rank, and he wants to fight guys that are over in the PBC. The guys like Leo Santa Cruz, Abnimades, Carl Frampton, Lee Selby, Jesus Cuellar, Gary Russell Jr. So he feels like, you know, if he would have resigned with top rank, that those opportunities would have, you know, not been available to him. It looks like it was an amicable split, you know, from the things that I've seen Carl Moretti say and Onito and even his wife. They said, hey, we had some of our best years in boxing together. We did a lot of great things together, but it was time to move on. Right. Well, we'll see what's next for him. Nonito Donaire is a nice guy. He's given him a hard time when he was at his peak. But he really is a nice guy, and I wish him nothing but the best. Hopefully uh, it's what he wants it to be with this uh, break with top rank is. All right. So the last bit of In Case You Missed It news, which will roll right into Word on the Curb, and we got mm-hmm. Jakey calling us in about four minutes, so it'll be a quick show today. Um Floyd Mayweather announced his unretirement. He wants to fight in June. He wants to fight Conor McGregor. I mean, it would be a huge, huge payday. Um, you know, our hot question today was, you know, are you sure that this fight even happened, you know, or was it publicity? I don't know, Jay, if anybody else has answered your question before I get into the, the word on the curb, if you want to read a couple more of those. Oh, I think you got a new one here. Oh, oh we got a new one about a. Uh... Chavez and Canelo, um, our other hot question, oh, okay. Chavez Jr. beating Canelo is a bigger upset than Danny Jacobs beating Triple G. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. But back to uh, our current hot question about Floyd and uh, Conor McGregor, I think the general consensus is that, well, people who understand the business, this fight ain't happening unless Dana White says so. And Dana White has made it pretty clear that he feels like they're lowballing him he says that Conor McGregor is a bigger star than Floyd Mayweather, and I don't know about that one, but he they're not interested in entertaining a fight unless Floyd come up off that money, and coming up off that money also includes probably giving them a share of the pay-per-view revenue, and yeah, so don't hold your breath. That would be more contentious than trying to make a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, so don't hold your breath if you're interested in Mayweather versus McGregor. If they can come to to the table and make it happen, cool, but like I said, there's a more of a I, I chance want, of me wearing a bikini in social media than that fight happened. Uh, I saw a, a video interview. I'm not sure if it was fight hype or exactly where it was, where Floyd was saying, you know, McGregor wants 25 million when he hasn't even made 2.5 million yet. So he's got to come <laughs> down, you know, from that throne in the UFC and, and ask for a realistic amount of money. So, you know, it's gonna, it's all going to be about money. But here's the word on the curb that kind of ties into this is that the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas has been put on hold for June 10th. Last week, we told you there's a hold for June 17th. And apparently, word on the curb is that that's for Kovalev Ward's rematch. Well, June 10th, T-Mobile, what other fight in Vegas would be so big in June that could happen at the T-Mobile Arena. And Floyd Mayweather just announced his unretirement, and he wants this fight in June. And you know he only fights in Vegas. So they apparently have a hold for June 10th at the T-Mobile Arena. Oh. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was like some something just completely off the radar and it wasn't a fight with McGregor and Floyd was like, I'm coming back to fight Keith Thurman. You know, what if it was like some crazy 
random thing like that. I mean, I'm I'm about ninety nine percent is not. But could you imagine if he just threw us a big ass curveball like that? Oh, boy, <laughs> use something else. Use something else. Oh man, uh, and that's all I have for word on the curb. I had one little other little piece that I'm waiting for my source to get back to us. So hang on after we get with Jake. And uh, hopefully I'll have an answer by then. And actually, we don't see Jake just yet in the queue. Um, Jay, why don't you go to a quick commercial and we'll get Jake on. Let's do it. If you want the best, BoxStats beats the rest. BoxStats is the best boxing app for all you boxing enthusiasts and professional boxers. Perform a quick search and get all the info you want and need. BoxStats, available on the Apple App Store. Download it for free today. BoxStats, know your opponent. Hello, we are back. Welcome to the Morning Punch and Show with RB and Jay. We are live and direct. RB is in Philadelphia, PA, and I am still in Los Angeles, California, but we will be heading this week to the, well, she's already on the East Coast. We'll be heading to New York for Triple G versus Danny Jacobs. It's cold. If you guys see me shiver in the streets with icicles hanging from my nose, make sure that you check on your girl, throw a blanket on me, bring me some hot cocoa, something, because I'm not built for that kind of weather. So, hey, we're going to see what we're going to do. I think we got Jakey, Jakey, Jakey in the queue. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know, what's Jake Donovan on the show without this? You're rocking with the morning punching show with RB and J, and now it's time for Jake's take. Hola, hola. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing. We're doing great. Your your intro gives us like so much hypeness. It's it's crazy. Um, listen, we want to get your take. Yes, we want to get your take this week on this new World Boxing Super Series that was announced a few days ago. It is a revolutionary $50 million elimination tournament that was launched in New York. And I'm going to give a couple little bullet points, but then we need you to help us understand it and break mm-hmm. it down. So from what I understand, the winners are going to receive, you know, the, the Muhammad Ali trophy. The total prize money in season one will be $50 million. It's a knockout tournament that's going to kick off in September. It's going to feature two weight classes with 16 boxers. It'll be 14 fights in 14 separate fights or fight nights. Um, they partnered up with some marketing and broadcasting people. Um, so, so can you give us more? I mean, th- those are the highlights that I know. Those are the bullet points that I know about this thing. Who's involved? What does this mean? Is it, can it really work? Yeah, uh, well, actually, I, I do think it will work as long as um, they stick to the plan. If everyone is willing to work together, I like the idea of this tournament more so than the Super Six because it's a straight knockout tournament. You lose, you're out. It's not a round-robin tournament that's going to threaten to drag on for three or four, uh, for two and a half years like the Super Six did. So mm. I, I do like that concept. And obviously the money that's being offered up, it motivates a lot of people. You look at – if they're focusing on, like, the, the 154-pound division, a guy like Erickson Lubin who wants his mm-hmm. title shot and who wants his best, you know, if he's going to get a $2 million payday to fight whoever he wants for the next, you know, next year, I mean, that, that can entice people rather than waiting around sitting for a title shot. So with That's the right. right divisions, yes, this can absolutely work. And as long as the promoters are will, uh, willing to work together and not just cherry-picking who they want to be in the tournament. Well, okay, time out. Do yep. you know which two weight classes this is going to feature? Because nothing specific. Do you think it'll no. be – okay, you don't know yet. Uh, no, no, I, I, I kind of know. Um, I, I was going to say, the fact that you said nothing specific, that's the part that has me hesitant. And it also has me surprised that so many people are jumping on board with this. Like When PBC announced this year that they have about, I think, 68 dates coming up for 2017, everyone was like, oh, well, it's just a skeleton schedule. Who cares? You know, it's already failed. You know, we're motivated. Richard Schaefer, who's very media friendly, also announces, hey, I got a corner. I'm going to be in it. We have no idea what we We have no idea what's taking place. But there's 50 million bucks that we're going to do. Everyone all of a sudden is so super excited about it. You know, like you said, it is revolutionary, but there's no names, no weights, no venues, no firm network. It's, you know, there's a lot of things that still need to happen. Um, the cruiserweight division has been hotly mentioned. It seems like the concept of this tournament is to shine light on divisions that haven't been given that haven't been properly showcased the cruiserweight division it seems like every time there's a big fight it's always a fight of the year contender it's the least it's the least paid attention to 
as far as weight classes go. It's just always been, you know, heavyweight. Yet the fights are always far more thrilling. I mean, I, I can't think of a bad cruiserweight fight that I've seen in the past couple of years. So mm-hmm. with the right guys getting involved with that, I mean, th- that could blow up. But in order for uh, the cruiserweight division to be showcased, you have to have Alexander Usyk in the tournament. I was just going to say, I could problem. think of a bad cruiserweight fight because that last Usyk fight was... <laughs> well, yeah, but other than that, it's been cool. Yeah, it's been right. Cool. To be so Machuno was just hopelessly overmatched, and I, I guess he uh, he did what he had to do to try to survive against Usyk, which he did. But um, well, yeah, th- that's a very fair point. But yes. Okay. Well, I got to play devil's advocate a little bit because you know this all yes. sounds great, but you know you just mentioned earlier promoters have to be willing to work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Schaefer. Of course, Richard Schaefer's like, of course I'm open to working with Bob Arum and Oscar right. De La Hoya, right? Yeah. Is Oscar De La Hoya right. and Golden Boy really going to be open to putting one of their fighters in this tournament, knowing what their relationship has been with Schaefer in the past? Yeah, I, I was going to raise that point as well. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great point, RB. I mean, Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao is the biggest fight in boxing history. Richard Schaefer was a big part of the reason why it didn't happen, though. I mean, he can blame Bob Arum, and, you know, maybe Bob and Pacquiao deserve more of the blame for the five years that it took. But the fact remains that while Richard Schaefer and Oscar De La Hoya were on board, that fight did not happen. So Mm. I I don't firmly believe that Schaefer is going to do business with Oscar De La Hoya. And if 154-pound division is one of the divisions that's going to be showcased and Canelo decides he's not a middleweight, how are you not going to have Canelo Alvarez? in that tournament. Canelo, in my opinion, is the best 154-pound fighter in the world right now until he moves mm-hmm. up. So that would take Richard Schaefer to have to do business with Oscar De La Hoya. Now, maybe it's a case where Richard's willing, you know, and Oscar's not. So, I mean, that's fine. That's on the other promoters. But yeah, it's between I mean, Richard okay. and, and the Sarolin brothers, you know, they're going to farm out. I guess it's others to do business uh, together. But if Canelo tells hey. Oscar, hey, I like the idea of this tournament. I'd like $50 million in my pocket. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a way for, <laughs> to get him involved. They, they went through a nasty divorce, you know what I mean? And, yep, absolutely. Uh, R- Richard Schaefer was accused of stealing his fighters, taking his fighters, not re-signing sure. their fighters. I mean, it was really, really messy. So I just, I don't know if I see Kumbaya in the no. immediate future at all. I mean, I don't know if any promoter would feel comfortable putting one of their marquee fighters in this tournament. I, I, you know, that's a, another great point. That's something I was going to raise. It baffles me how, I guess because Richard Schaefer tur- uh, returns phone calls and he hosts media dinners and he knows mm-hmm. how to shake hands with all the right writers, you know, they look the other way. But the fact remains, he's still the guy that gutted Golden Boy promotions from inside yeah. out. You know, he took advantage of Oscar De La Hoya at one of the lowest points in his life. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I, you know, how do you trust yeah. a man like that? I, I, you know, I worked with PBC, you know, doing the unofficial scoring and the researching for many of the shows. But I, I said it flat out. Once this guy becomes the face of PBC, I'm out the boat. And, you know, mm. all the promoters are going to be thrown out as well. But I, I'm going to be the one that jumps out. I just I can't trust the guy. I don't know how anyone would trust him doing business together. No. So, and that is um, fake fucking hate. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> it takes Man, fucking listen. But so with that point, then it's going to get to where Richard might have to start focusing on the guys he signed. Maybe, you know, Mikey Garcia, that's his, that seems to be his marquee guy right now. Maybe you should uh, focus on the lightweight division where there's not a lot of big fights happening yet. I mean, you know, there's, there's some that, you know, kind of catch the eye, but maybe you turn that into a superstar division. There's, there's plenty of superstar talent. So maybe he starts focusing on his guys and the Sauerland brothers, whose stable really isn't that uh, deep right now. I mean, they have a lot of people, but not a lot of great talent like they used to. So they're going to have to start with their own guys. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this tournament would be good for boxers that maybe don't have a lot of options. Maybe they're not big draws. I think those are the types of the interest, almost like Boxino, where it became Mm. a really cool tournament because we saw a bunch of guys that we really didn't know, but we liked the tournament style where, you know, if you lose, you're out. And, you know, like a Willie Monroe, like that. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm curious. What I'm curious to see about this tournament is this involvement with the sanctioning bodies, because uh, according to the press release, one of the requirements for to participate in this tournament, you have to be ranked in the top 15 of one of the the sanctioning bodies. So how far deep are they going to get into it? Are they going to have their handout for a sanctioning fee? Are they going (laughs) to mandate fighters? Like, say, for instance, by some stroke of miracle, Oscar says, yeah, I'll put Canelo in it. Are they going to mandate that certain fighters fight in order to sensationalize the bouts? Like, I'm curious to see with their involvement, because we know the sanctioning bodies will take a check. <laughs> they right. will take well, a check they, like Clay Davis without even <laughs> thinking about it. 
that's right. Yeah, I take anybody's money if they're giving it away, right? That's right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I will say this: the money part. I mean, that's going to be for Schaefer and Sarolin to work out. But I've personally spoken to Mauricio Suleiman. I've spoken mm. to Gilberto Mendoza, and I've spoken to Paco Barcazel about this. And they're all on board with the tournament. I don't know what you know agreement they've reached as far as you know them getting paid. But they all said they will not stand in the way of this tournament happening if their, you know, top-ranked fighters are in it or their champions are in it. They're going to allow those fights to happen. Um, I'm not crazy. sure about the IBF. And the IBF seems to be the, the biggest stickler for the rules. They, everyone was on board for mm-hmm. Super 6, so I don't see a reason why they wouldn't be on board for this, especially when there's actually more money to be made for them. For them, exactly. Right, and especially since their fighters are going to be entered in the tournament. I mean, it's not like, you know, an unranked guy is going to make it. They have to be ranked within, right. the, you know, the top 15 in the sanctioned body. And I'm thinking they're doing that just to allow these guys to keep making defenses against ranked fighters, you know, assuming that champions do enter the tournament. I, I did read that it will be a bracket-style elimination tournament and yep. that the panel, their expert panel, will be inviting the guys pretty much in the top ten ranks, right, in, in the WBA, WC, IBF, and WBO. So it seems like those are the guys that they're going to go after, is top 15 in those federations. Yes, and the interesting thing that I like, and this is if actually it sticks. I know it's been floated right now. I'm not sure if it's been firmed up, that they're going to take eight guys in each weight class, and the top four seeds are actually going to get to pick who they fight. So if you get like a Demetrius Andrade, say, you know, he's the number one seed, the idea that he doesn't have to sit around and wait for a fight, that he gets to handpick, you know, who he wants to fight next, not that he's going to duck anyone. But or let's say an Aristotle Lara, who has been kind of, you know, <laughs> sifting out of oh, competition yeah. lately. But, you know, that, that would actually entice a, a Laura to get in there and say, well, you know, if I get to pick the, you know, the number eight guy, then hell yeah, I'm in it, you know. So, and all but, these guys are making seven, you know, seven-figure paydays right off the bat. So that, that's this is a good tournament for Andrade. This is a good yeah, tournament for Andrade. It it's a good Andrade, tournament for Andrade. Um, I'm seeing him mention Willie on Twitter, Monroe. a guy like Kevin Farmer. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. Know, can't get Kevin a fight, Farmer, you know. Yep. I mean, Jason mm-hmm. Sosa, he took the, the Lomachenko fight, but, you know, had that not come along, I mean, it, it would have been perfect right. for him, too, a guy that's willing to fight anyone who's fought, you know, around the world just to keep active. So. so if you're in this tournament, let's just, just for the sake of example, let's yeah. say, let's just say uh, Gilberto Ramirez and James DeGale enter this tournament and they fight right. in the final fight. What happens afterwards? Do you keep your same belt? Do you keep your same ranking? How does this affect that? I'm assuming all the belts will be on the lose, line. Just like in the down in the ranking? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, just like when Andre Ward and Carl Frotch fought in the, you know, the Super 6 finals. I mean, Andre Ward walked away as the unified champ. You know, Carl Frotch, yeah, I mean, yeah, he dropped down a rank or two, but, you know, he's, he, I mean, his career became all the more better for it. He became the superstar out of the tournament, actually, you know, while Andre put his career on hold. Right, right. So, I mean, a, a tournament like this, I think, you know, if you make it to the finals, it's no big deal if, you know, you lose and you lose your title and, you know, you slip down in the rankings because everyone's going to want to see, hey, how's this guy going to rebound? You know, or maybe they make so much money that they don't care what the next step is. Maybe they retire. Right. Right. Yeah, because just think about it. Even if you lose, you're probably making more money in this tournament than you would if your promoter set up a traditional fight. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I will say, it's this idea was kind of it's not exactly how PBC was supposed to go, but PBC was supposed to be just like four way classes. They were it wasn't gonna be like a true tournament, but they were only gonna showcase like, you know, the welterweights, the hundred thirty pound division, the hundred twenty six pound division. So it wasn't supposed to be 200 guys spray-painted over, all over a schedule. It was supposed to be just, you know, a few weight classes, one network. And this tournament is kind of getting back to that concept. Like I said, it's not the exact concept that PBC was supposed to be, but it's along those lines. So it's, to me, it could be just, you know, very well unfinished business for Richard Schaefer. It's something, you know, he, you know, branched out in 2013. Now he finally has the opportunity to bring it to the forefront. Mm. Well, we'll see. I, I think, well, there's a lot of guys yeah, who would benefit I, from it for sure. I, I yeah, think uh, this is all going to depend on Jake promoters working together. Uh, yeah, definitely. We, can't, well, we, can't said, even, we don't even see top ranking Golden Boy working together unless it's a right. mandatory fight. So you're telling yeah. me that Schaefer's going to get all these promoters together to hold hands <laughs> and put their guys in this tournament. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess he thinks, you know, he could wave his Swiss checkbook in the air and, you know, <laughs> and, you know just, just everyone, you know, take a whiff of that money and come running. But it, we've seen him boxing. It, it hasn't worked that way. So, and, yeah. you know, I, writers keep writing that, you know, top-ranking Golden Boy are working together, top-ranking Al Heyman and Wong to work together. But we haven't really seen any evidence of it. Other than, you know, yet we've seen the articles written, 
but we haven't seen the actual fights in the ring. I mean, you know, Terrence Crawford fighting John Molina is in proof that Top Rank and Al Heyman are willing to do business together on an everyday basis. Right. So, and this is going to require promoters working together for the next year. You know, and, you know, a promoter might be involved, but then if he doesn't like the matchup he gets in the first round, he might say, F you, I'm out of here. And then, you know, right. I, I, and that is one thing. Schaefer claims that there are contingency plans already in place. Like, every scenario was thought out. Like, if this fight happens and this guy pulls out, they have, they're going to have a guy on the card who's scheduled to fight who will be prepared to step in if someone else pulls out. So, there's not going to be, like, any cancellations, any, you know, major delays, unless it's obviously the finals, but... I, yeah. I, again, it's well-intended, but it's just, it, as goes everything with boxing, it's all a matter of execution. So. Yeah, listen, Jake, before we let you go, I want to get any yep. updates that you have on the – it's really noisy. Is that you or Jay? <laughs> that's uh, We Are the Jay, World yeah. playing in the background. That's We Are Jay's the World. Because that's apparently <laughs> what we think we're going to accomplish with this tournament. We're all going to be singing We Are the World. Oh, yeah. Um, now I take a look. So, I see USA for Africa. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I want to get any updates you have. <laughs> I want to get any updates you have on Crawford Felix Diaz because word on the curb is we may see Crawford Amir Man. Yeah. What happened um, to Grenados and Felix Diaz and these people? Gren- <laughs> Adrian Granados is not HBO's. I wouldn't even say he's a top three choice right now. He's a sentimental favorite among amongst, uh, you know, the, the boxing cult, but he's not who HBO wants. Um, they might accept Amir Amon. I think Amir Amon would need to, you know, win a big fight in order to, to get to May 20th, which is only two and a half months away. So, as I far think as he's the mandatory, field, Jake. I think he's his mandatory. I don't know how he is a mandatory, though. I mean, because he hasn't won it, a fight well, since You know he, how magic works. works. You know I, how <laughs> magic works in this business. Yeah. I, he's I know officially that, his mandatory now. The, the, to, to my knowledge, the WBC hasn't ordered that fight, though, so it could be something where mm-hmm. Top Rank does, still doesn't want the Diaz fight. Maybe they decide they're going to get a mom out of the way. Um, I do know that May 20th is, um, as far as HBO is concerned, May 20th is the date. I know Top Rank was talking about it. It might not be Diaz, and it might not be in Omaha, and maybe we're going to take it to June. So as far as HBO is concerned, the fight's not taking place June 3rd. It's going to take place May 20th. They actually want it in Omaha. I'm not quite sure why it's not going to happen there. I know they wanted to showcase um, Shakur Stevenson in his hometown in Newark. But he's right. fighting less than a month earlier. So, I mean, it's it, granted, you know, the beginning stages of your career, it's not uncommon to turn around that quick. But it's just banking on a lot for a guy, you know, to fight April 22nd. And then four weeks later, he's going to be the focal point of a of a major show. So, um, D- Diaz is still HBO's top choice. Uh, you know, Lou DiBella and Jose Nunez, they, they accepted, you know, whatever top rank is willing to offer. So, it, it's, a, it's still on top rank. If they want another opponent, then they're going to have to explain why it's not there with Diaz. Well, there is nothing. I'm sorry. There is nothing. (laughs) There is nothing mandated that says Terrence Crawford cannot fight Felix Diaz next. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Jake, we thank you again for another installment of Jake's Take. We, you always, (laughs) man, you you had the fire really lit under you when we were talking about Richard Schaefer getting back in business. You said this is Jake's (laughs) mother. Hey, it's it, that's really to a point. I, I don't understand how the media, you know, they just they can roll over, have their belly scratch, and just say, "Oh well, fuck <laughs> it, it's boxing." You know, who cares what happened? It's just it, that's a lot to take in. I mean, granted, Golden Boy hasn't exactly gone on the record with you know any of the details that happened between that implosion, but it's yeah, you know, nobody's ever seemed to dispute the fact that you know Richard Schaefer was willing to take all these fighters and just hand them over to Al Heyman, and that Oscar, you know, thought he was promoting all these guys and. You know, he found he had to find out from a third party that he wasn't after, you know, recovering, after coming out of, uh, you know, rehab. It just, I, I just don't get it. You know, hopefully, you know, Richard Schaefer is a changed man and people are willing to trust him and work with him. And, you know, if so, then, yeah, this is great for boxing. But it's just, you know, that's it's, it's a lot of trust. That's a lot of trust to put out there. Somebody's still yeah. going to mess it up, Jake, because people don't want to spend their money on attorneys to read things. Everybody thinks they're an expert instead of hiring an expert. So somebody will still <laughs> manage to mess it up. But we're going to be optimists. Thank you again, right. Jake Donovan, for Jake Take. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Jake underscore. Oh, Man, just Jake, Jake in the box. I changed it back. I made it simple. God it's bless you. Thank box. you. Yeah. It was just too <laughs> made much. Made it simple. And Michelle, Jake, I do want to thank. Uh, I, I want to. Yeah. Michelle, I just want to give a shout out to you and uh, the whole Health Boxing family and other terrific show last Friday. Yeah. And thank you very much for doing the next show on my birthday, June second. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. I hope that you can be here. We have to do whatever it takes to hopefully get you out here. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you both. All right. Take care, Jake. All right. Quick commercial break, RB, and then we'll jump back into it. All right, with the fight schedule. If you want yep. the best, Box Stats beats the rest. Box Stats is the best boxing app for all you boxing enthusiasts and professional boxers. Perform a quick search and get all the info you want and need. Box Stats, available on the Apple App Store. Download it for free today. Box Stats, know your opponent. And we are back with the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Before we wrap it up, for this installment, we're going to end it a little bit of early. I know you're devastated, but we're going to do it anyway. Why don't we go ahead and do the weekend fight schedule on March 17th from Reading, Pennsylvania. See, I said it right that time. Reading, not reading. PBC on bounce. Travis Kaufman versus Amir Mansoor. Headlining mm. the event for 12 rounds of heavyweight. That could be a hot fight. The last fight. Man. It is. Woo. That's a big, big boy going to town. Listen, you you got, okay, you have guys like Mike Coppinger and like Dan Raphael. You know, I I really respect them. But then sometimes they say like bogus stuff like, oh, this fight doesn't mean anything. This fight is garbage. That Monsoor versus Kaufman fight is a really good regional fight in the Philadelphia Reading area. It's a really big fight. There's a lot of talk about it. There's a lot of hype going behind it. It's going to be a good fight. Whoever wins this fight will probably move on to get another little decent fight. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a crap fight, and it's really good for the area. You know, we, we got to remember that not every fight to be on HBO. You know, That's you right. need your local shows, too. So I like the fight. I do, too. If I figure out how to get bounced, I'm going to watch that fight for show. Also on the car in the co-feature event, Edna Cherry versus Omar Douglas, Kermit Tron. Like you said, a good, good regional fight. Tournament Centron is also from the Reading area, so the fans should be out in groves for that. So look out for that one on PBC on Bounce. Also on the same night from New York City, RB and Jay will be in New York City. On Unamaz, making his professional debut, Michael Conlon will take on Tim Ibarra for six rounds in the featherweight division. Uh, Julian Rodriguez will also take on Jonathan Chica, so that fight will be on Unamaz and taking place this Friday on in from New York City. And then, of course, Saturday night, the big, big dance. Get your prom dress out. Gennady Golovkin versus Daniel Jacobs for the WBA, WBC, IBF middleweight titles. In the co-featured again, Roman Chocolatito. Chocolatito, not Chocolatito. Chocolatito is Michael Jackson's brother. Versus Srisket Son Rung Visai. That's as best as I can do for Chocolatito's WBC Junior Bantamweight title. And also Carlos Quadras versus David Carmona. We got Andy Lee on the card. A full stack card from Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. in New York City and on HBO Pay Per View. It's going to be cold, so make sure you kite your girl some coffee when you see it. <laughs> right. So excited for New York this week. Jay, I hope you get in here safely. They're they're saying we're getting 21 inches of snow. Um, so everyone just pray that we get to New York. But uh, I think that's it, Jay. I think we can wrap up. Unless anybody wants to speak to us, press 1 if you're in the queue. If you'd like to voice your thoughts on uh, Floyd Mayweather-McGregor, um, if you want to chime in about what's the bigger upset, Chavez beating Canelo, Jacob beating Golovkin. Anybody wanting to talk to the homegirls? I see 313-909-916-504-718. Oh, we got a lucky caller. Let's take this 334-334. You're on with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? What's going on? This is uh, Dula from Alabama. What's cracking? What's Dula? What's going on? Hey, I, um, honestly, I just don't feel like the, the Jacobs, Triple G, um, if Jacobs beat him, I don't think that's as big as an upset as um, – Chavez drink Canelo. I just don't think uh, Triple G has had his foot to the fire about his level of uh, opponents. I mean, mm. he's basically been fighting people that was uh, smaller than him. I don't know of anyone his own size that he's fought that you would call an A-level uh, competitor, you know. So, I mean, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see much in him. Um, I mean, of course, he's a heavy-handed fighter, but I mean, who has he beaten that really, you know, was an A-class fighter? Uh I mean, seriously, because I know it may be some weekends or something. I may miss boxing. I know y'all are on it. I mean, is there anybody that he's beating that's really an A-class fighter? Well, he has to. uh, Let me pull up his box, right, because I don't know his resume (laughs) by hand. 
Who are we talking about? Yeah, I'm thinking I love uh, you. Triple G. Yeah, I'm thinking the best fighter he's fought was uh maybe Martin Lemieux. Murray, maybe. And Kurt, Lemieux. Yeah, and, and Curtis. Mm-hmm. I mean Stevens. I mean that may be his best level of competition. That was somewhat his what? size. I mean he has a he has a Let's see. How about how about Martin Murray? Martin Murray now yeah. can't be Martin- super middleweight. He was a a pretty decent champion, and he had a version of the middleweight title when he fought Golovkin. So that wasn't, you know, I'm going to fill you on Rubio. And... Daniel Gill. Well, look, here's what happened. Yeah, there was Matthew Macklin. And, you know, it hasn't been really easy for Golovkin to get the fights that he wants. So he had to fight the guys like Marco Rubio. None of us like that fight. Um, mm-hmm. And he's had to fight like the Willie Monroes and Dominic Wades and, and, I understand because it's almost like he is the boogeyman. I think he's been wanting Danny Jacobs for over a year. It's not that he Mm -hmm. didn't want that fight, but here's what I do know is that maybe he didn't fight like a plus plus guys, but he got them all out of there. Right. Meaning he goes in there and he finishes them dudes. So he's not going in there dancing around, pulling out boring decisions. He goes in there and he gets it done. So regardless if they're a B fighter or a C fighter, he annihilates people. And and I always say I got a joke about him that when he fights the fangs come out. You know he really turns into that type of dude. So that is the one thing I will give him. And Danny Jacobs will be a really good test for him. I don't. But here again, do you think Danny Jacobs is an A fighter? I don't think he's an A fighter. I think he's the best Me fighter either. of his size yeah. that he's fought. But yep. at the same time, you know, a lot of the the boxing world put pressure on guys like Floyd Mayweather, um, mm-hmm. Andre Ward. People like that, just to you know, if it was no competition at their exact weight for them to step one weight class above, yep. and it's like you know, uh, he wanted no parts of Andre Ward. He wanted no parts of Andre right. Ward. You know, well, here's the thing. But here's the thing with that too. Let's just take Floyd Mayweather for an example. It's going to be easier for Floyd to get fighters in the ring because they know how much money they're going to make if they get in the ring with Floyd. Period. So from that aspect, if you're going to take an ass whooping, get paid for that ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? Now, with Golovkin, Golovkin is not at the the draw level of Floyd Mayweather. It would take him, you know, the game is just different now. But do you want to get knocked out badly, which usually is the result, and not take the financial compensation that you would for fighting a a Floyd Mayweather? So there's that component to think about, too. If you're going to end your yeah, career yeah. and get jacked up, at least get paid for it. I, I can see that. Well, I just, you know, I just feel as though he's been, uh, and, you know, no knock on him. He's been carefully taken care of as far as the choice of fighters that he's fought. fought. But, you know, for yeah. people that like he's just, uh, I, I guess he is maybe a, a version of the great white hope, I'm, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, <laughs> yeah. but, but he has a, you know, like I said, though, just top-tier type of fighters. Like the Murray guy, he's not a top-tier fighter. I understand he had a belt. He's not a mm-hmm. top-tier fighter. But if you got a belt, I know you have to give him some respect. But at the same time, he hasn't fought anyone that just is like, hey, Triple G in for it. Right. I mean, I think he may be, he, he's definitely in for the best challenge that he's had yet. And he could get Jacobs out of there in four rounds possibly. But I'm just saying, he's still in yeah. for the best challenge for us athletically and talent wise that I've I've seen on paper. Other than him fighting uh, you know, Kel Brook, which we all knew sooner or later the size was gonna play an issue. But, you know, I mean you saw before actually the size and, and the power got a chance to take effect on him. I mean you could see the the, the flaws in Triple G's, you know, game. Well let me ask you well, let me tell you, I'm I'm from I'm from the you know, old school mentality where real fighters fight. And I don't think that anybody has been in a hurry to fight Golovkin, or nobody has raised their hand except for Curtis Stevens. Do you all remember a couple of years ago when he was like, I'll fight him, I'll fight mm-hmm. And they sent him the contract, and he signed it. You know, they mm-hmm. called his bluff, but he meant it. We have guys like Aslandy Laura, Kid Chocolate, and a bunch of other ones that are like, I'll fight Golovkin. Man, you, they ain't fighting Golovkin. There's a reason. There's a well, reason. here, let me And I, and let I me think ask- the mentality has changed. Let me ask you this, uh, uh, sir. Who's a fighter? Who's a current champion right now? You can't say Floyd because he's still retired. Who's a current <clears throat> champion that you like right now that you feel has just been a killer at the top of his division, and you and you like his resume of people he's fought to get there? I gotta say Canelo. Mhm. 
Okay, I mean, he, so you know, now he, he has one, yep. one hell of a resume. He does. He does. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So okay, so that's a good answer. I thought you were going to tell me something mm-hmm. crazy. That's a good answer because Canelo has yeah, had a pretty that. stacked resume. But yeah. yeah, let's look at Canelo's resume. Alfredo Angulo uh, is he a top tier yeah. fighter? James Kirkland. No. Uh, but 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 uh, in fairness to in fairness to Angulo, he's not a top tier fighter, but he always presents that's, a top that's, level yeah. of danger to the opponents. That fight happened so, at the right time. We all knew what um, what Angulo was, but that fight happened at the right time because he still had a name behind him. He still had a little fan base behind him. He was a tough son of a gun, but that was mm-hmm. like his last hurrah for sure. But let me tell you, after. Canelo fought Shane Mosley, he started calling his own shots. He wanted mm-hmm. Austin Trout when Austin Trout was in his prime doing good. He wanted mm-hmm. the Lara fight when Lara walked up on him on the press conference and Canelo called his bluff. So I got to give Canelo credit because he's been fighting guns. I mean, for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, that's that's why I say, man, Canelo, because, I mean, Lara presented a certain level of uh, danger to him as right. well for his boxing, you know. Yeah. And then um, I forget the other the other uh, fighter y'all just named. Um, uh, Kirkland or Angulo? Even, even, yeah, yeah. But even even um, Khan presented Kodo. a uh, – Oh, man. You know, that's why I what say, you know, Kodo. Kodo. Yeah, yeah, but that was a that was a that was a, 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 a close fight. But I give it to uh, Canelo. But even Khan, though, I mean, I don't I don't know of too many fights that Khan is going to be in where Khan really doesn't have the boxing advantage. But you know, right. you, you if you if you crack that egg the right way, it, that's <laughs> not going to matter. Yeah, I hear you. I agree. All right. Well, thank you I for calling in. Y'all ladies, though. You have thank a great you. one. Thank yeah, you. for sure. All right. All right. Some good points raised there for our callers. See, I love our yeah. callers. We have some informed, intelligent people who tune into this show. So right. I like that. But it looks like our other souls that are in the queue, they're just parked there. Nobody's pressing one to talk to us. So we can go ahead <laughs> and wrap it up for the day. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, make sure you visit badculture.net, ragingbabe.com, blacksportsonline.com. And we will be back next week with the Morning Punch and Show. Make sure you are following me and Jay super heavy this week. We'll be, we will be in New York for the Golovkin-Jacobs fight. We will be going to the top rank card. We'll be giving you all the behind the scenes. We hope to meet up with a lot of you guys. And, and um, if you see us, make sure you say hello and let's snap some photos. Jay, we good? We good. All right. We're Have good. a great one, everybody. Back. 